No, we're, this is what, Mayfly Madness Week or Madness Month, That's, I suppose. I know, and, yes. And, uh, uh, we're joined by, um, uh, I was going to describe him as a severe addict of this Mayfly Madness, uh, Eamon Giblin. Thanks for taking the time to come in to talk to us here on Saturday Chronicle. And for somebody who's just arrived from Mars, will you start at the beginning and explain about the Mayfly and why it causes this frenzy? I will indeed, and thanks for having me on. And if... If you don't mind, I have to um, mention Mike Rogers, if you don't mind. Yes. Because I was getting petrol to go on the lake five minutes ago and um, hitting for the lake. And he said, um, I'd be listening to you now on the radio. In five minutes, I'd completely forgot about it. So thanks, Mike, and he's <laughs> off license. <laughs> Is he looking for a trout or anything? <laughs> well, people are always asking for fish. And uh, you mentioned Mayfly Madness there, and it, it certainly is... Um, there's a great book that I have at home written many years ago. It was called May, May Madness, and it, it in, sums it all up. And I suppose since I was five or six years of age, uh, many moons ago, it's uh, that's been the case all down through the years. And, and I'd quote an American friend of mine, it, it never grows old, you know, whether the fishing is good or bad or the weather is good or bad, which is it's often bad. We still go out there and... Um, as soon as I'm off this radio, I hope they don't keep me too long. I'm, <laughs> I'm gone as well. <laughs> Indeed. And tell me, are Mayfly aren't on every lake, are they, in Ireland? No? Uh, certainly not, no. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to... Loch Derg is one of the earlier lakes. Um, Loch Carra in Ballon Robe would be an early lake as well. Yeah. Um, and generally, the, the carb then is about a week after Loch Derg. And then Lockery kicks in around the tenth of the month as well. It seems to go in cycles. So, and and would you fish all of those now? In I sequence? would. I would. Yeah. yeah. Lock Mask is a late one as well. Um, and then, surprisingly enough, uh, Lock Mask and Lock Carb have even a July hatch of Mayfly. Really? Believe it really? or not. Yeah. But so once it dries up in Lock Derg, we we tend to follow it. Um, and I'll certainly visit the Carib for a day or two and hopefully Loch Ree as well. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, but not every lake. Loch Rainy is a sparse hatch of Mayfly, for example, which is only up over the mountain. Um, then there would be several lakes that wouldn't have Mayfly at all. And those Mayfly, the, the hatch? The cycle of the Mayfly yeah. is it's a two-year process. Um this year's um, mayfly that are, I suppose, laid by the spent mayflies, we call yeah. them, on the BAM evenings on the surface, they're microscopic eggs, obviously, and they make their way to the bottom. And um, after about two years, they're in larvae form, maybe an inch long. And when the temperatures spur them on, they make their way to the surface and um, the, the shell arrives the the surface of the water um, in a nymph form until then, and then it it's called the emerging mayfly, and then it hatches out, and uh, those that make it off the water make to the the trees around the lake and the bushes, and two or three days later the the wings turn black, and they're called the spent mayfly, and if conditions are Right. Normally, they need conditions, uh, whether uh, temperatures 15 or more, and they go out onto the lake in large masses. And this is the, when the cycle is coming to an end and the eggs are laid and um, 
the process starts all over again. It's a two-year cycle, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, of course, you say they come inland then to Mace, you know, and where I live now is not, it's only a couple of hundred yards from the, the lake. You can see every evening, especially calm evening, and to see the, the ritual of the, the dancing and all that, you know. So it's, it's great to see it, you know. Yeah, they dance, and um, to quote John Collins, my good friend in White Gate, I hope he's listening, is the, the dance of the Lippy Doctor, and they dance in in masses yeah. um, over the trees. Uh, so much so at times you'd you'd see clouds of them. You wouldn't yes. see through yeah. them. Yeah. And you've clearly then you have the females, which are the larger of the two, and the smaller males. And then once the temperatures are right, they fall out onto the lake and they die and um, they just mate and the eggs are laid. Yes. Yeah. Eamon, what type of uh, fish feed on them and what type of fish would you be going after when you're out there? Well, exclusively trout. Okay. Um, but the other fish feast on them as well. Um, the other day I actually caught a, a pike on wet flies. Really? Which would be very unusual, to yeah. be honest mm-hmm. with you. But the trout particularly. No, the perch feast on them, the roach feast on them. But we're looking for, for trout. Yeah. And as the trout, there was some years ago, I think there was a, a downturn in the amount of trout in Loch Derg, was there? And is it back up again? Is it? Uh... It's hard to call. Right. It's hard to call. Um, this year now, for the last week or so, conditions have been, I suppose, reasonably favourable, much more favourable than we had last year with Arctic conditions. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, catches are, are, are poor this year. Really? Uh, they are. Okay. And for some own reason. Now, it's hard to say if the stocks are there or not. You know, I, I'm i one of the people that believe there it is, there is a big stock of, of trout in the lake. Uh, but the lake, the nature of the lake has changed a lot in, in since I was young in that we have a lot more what we call bait fishing and now like roach and rudd and perch and a lot of the fish, um, I suppose, become carnivorous and they feed on these small minnows. And it wouldn't be unusual to catch a, a trout on a mayfly and, and find several minnows in its oh, um, really? belly as well. So the argument is a lot of people are saying that the trout don't need to come up for the, the mayfly to the surface. And then you have the other argument that there are so many, I suppose, um, mayfly rising up off the bottom that a lot of them are feeding on the nymphs down on the right. bottom and as, and and getting them intercepting on the way up as well, and that I would say I would agree with to a, as well because you see when there aren't too many mayfly on the water, you'll see a lot of fish rising, then the big hatch emerges and it seems to slow down, so that tells me that they're not following them all the way to yeah. the surface; they're getting them in the, the yeah, larvae yeah, form right. on the way up. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep at it anyway, and as I said, we won't give up. And tell me, are you a fan of the old-fashioned dapping, or do you go on the dry flies, um, the artificials? When I was when I was younger, my father, my late father, I was the dapper in the middle of the boat because I wasn't trusted with a dry fly rod. And <laughs> then at about sixteen or eighteen, I I got a wet fly rod, a dry fly rod, and since then, um, I, I would love. I suppose exclusively the dry fly, but dapping is a is a form of art. It's a form of magic, and it's it's can you, beautiful. Can you tell me now, as someone who doesn't understand the terminology, what dapping is as opposed to the dry fly? Well, dry fly and wet fly are imitating the mayfly with artificial flies. If you're fishing a wet fly, you're fishing the imitating the wet flies underneath the surface are a nymph. 
um, and the dry fly the same. It's an artificially hand-tied fly with various pheasant tails and partridge and so on type of feathers and called a canard to keep it floating. Whereas dapping, uh, you go into places like Tom Hanley's around the lake and you pick, with your box of mayfly, you, you pick the fresh flies that have come in off the bushes and you're using a long rod, maybe 15, 16, 18 foot, uh, and it's a single hook and you're letting the boat drift and the fly is being held up by you in this this long rod and you're imitating the natural fly drifting along okay, naturally. Okay. And it's a beautiful form of fishing. It's 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 lovely. And there's still people here on the lake uh, that do just that. And it's very therapeutic. It's relaxing. Um, I just like the dry fly at this stage, but I'd never rule out the dapping either, right, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, traditionally, there was a, always a huge number of visitors to um, Mount Shannon in this area, I suppose, for the fishing, especially for the month of May. Are they still coming? Yes and no. Um, I don't see a whole lot of um, overseas anglers. A lot of more English anglers used to come. Yeah. And I don't know why they don't come in the same numbers. But I would say to you, Mayfly fishing or May Madness is, is more popular than ever among the Irish people particularly and people come you know from all over Ireland and people take their holidays for, for yeah, mayfly yeah. fishing I know tradesmen and drop tools for the month of May and and, and they work for 11 months uh, I know plasters blocklayers bricklayers carpenters and they're just unavailable in, in May it's, it's that's what it does to people but <laughs> a certain amount of people do come um, I have a very good friend Ollie coming from Germany today uh, he recently retired. He was a trade unionist. Um, he's coming. And um, I have to mention, if, if you don't mind, a, a former great friend of mine that would be here when he passed away, Michael Heinrich. He came for 33 years consecutively fishing Mayfly. But um, didn't make it, obviously, for the last yeah. few years. Mm -hmm. But it's as popular as ever. But I don't see as many, as I said, uh, English particularly used to come in droves. I don't see as many of them. Uh, not that I did an awful lot of fishing, but one of my memories would be watching somebody like the Raji uh, Costello and his son Rory Andrew Brown and those. And I'd all, you know, it is an art in itself to strike fly uh, fishing. Um, if the lake is fairly calm, if they see a fish um, feeding, if he yawned, they nearly land a fly into his mouth. Some of those that were <laughs> experts at it. Are you as good as that? <laughs> Certainly not, and <laughs> I have first-hand knowledge of it, and I, if you don't mind me mentioning, when I was a young guy, I looked up to fellas like Roger Costello and Andrew Brown, and yeah. they were advocates of the lake, Andrew is still with us, Roger sadly isn't, yeah. but I had his front son Rory, and who was a good friend of mine, um, a few years ago with me, I left down the rod in the boat, I couldn't, uh, whatever cast I took, Rory was able to put it twice as far away, a lot of people maybe in the area might know he was... He'd kill me for saying this three or four times world champion yes. oh, okay. in long distance okay. casting. And he would, uh, he's the kind of person I think people would pay to go and see. I certainly would, throwing a line. I, I saw it firsthand. He's, he's an amazing yes. man. Yes, an art in itself, isn't it? I, I, Rory and fellas like that. I, I saw fish 40, 45 yards out from the boat and Rory putting a fly within 10 inches of them. <laughs> that's that's some, some yes. technique and yeah. some ability, yeah. Yeah. And tell me, the fish that are being caught this year, are they a respectable size? Yes. Uh, actually, I would say to you that there are more bigger fish 
than smaller fish being caught. Um, for example, last week in Mount Shannon, uh, there was a, a very well-run competition, and there were the fish that won it was five pounds, and there were three or four fish around three pounds weighed in on it. They're very respectable fish. Uh, the fish that are coming in are good. Loch Derg was always known for its decent-sized fish. Um, they were always average a pound and a half, two pounds. Um, but I see a good few of them, but I'm not seeing an awful lot of small fish this year, yeah. uh, so far anyway, which I suppose may be a bit of a concern, but it's still early days, it's only the 6th of May. Yeah. You know. The quality of the water, is has it been improving in recent times? <clears throat> well, I remember back about 20 years ago, um, standing in a water about a foot deep, and I couldn't see my toe. Yes. It was so brown. Yes. And then the zebra mussels, a phenomenon called the, the zebra mussels, arrived in the the lake. And within a year, uh, clarity, I remember looking down with a fish finder in the boat one day, I was able to see down 11 foot. And this was in the space of um, six or eight months. Now, what the zebra mussels do, they're, they filter the water. Now, and the water, you'll have clear water as a result. It doesn't tell you or it doesn't mean that the water is clear, but it's, it's actually phosphate-free or pollution-free. going into it. Un- unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, it is being addressed, and I'm looking at reports and reading reports. I think it was at 43% of our lakes, there are rivers recently, have um, high levels of, um, I suppose, pollutants in them. But it, clubs are vigilant. Work has been done in streams and um, every effort has been made by the clubs around the lake. Um, there's nine or ten active clubs all around Loch Derg. And I spoke to John O'Rourke there the other day in, in Mount Shannon. They have a, a fine club there going in Mount Shannon as well. And literally all, we've, I'm part of Scarf Mount Shannon and Whitegate Angling Club. I'm also a member of Mount Shannon Angling Club. Yeah. And the bottom line for all of us, all we're trying to do is promote fishing. Yeah, we yeah. People like, particularly the younger people, can go out there and, and get half the enjoyment I've, I've got out of it over the years. Now, unfortunately, sadly, I don't know why, but um, a lot of the young people aren't picking it up. When I come into this interview, Joe was mentioning computers and so mm. on. and um, Screens. Screens and stuff like that. Uh, I was at a weigh-in there two years ago in a competition. I looked around. It was in Mount Shannon. And there were about 60 anglers. I think I picked out two under 40. Sadly. Gosh, really. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope in time that they might wean themselves away from those screens and phones and all that and spend more time out in the lake and in nature. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So... You're anxious to get out there, are you? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you're retired, you have more time for it, you know? I presume there was a time when you were working that it interfered with your fishing, did it? Uh, no. It <laughs> cert- certainly did. It <laughs> certainly did, and there's a few stories I could tell them. <coughs> Better not tell They're them. They're not ready, ready to be told yet, are they? No. <laughs> you'll, no. you'll know Eddie McCarthy, I'd say, uh, um, the plaster. Um, yeah, who uh, did our house there about eight years ago, and um, it was around about this time, and uh, he would disappear for, but he would turn up, you know, at all hours of the day to carry on the plastering, and then he'd be off for a couple of hours out in the lake, and then he'd be waiting for, oh, I'm just waiting for it to, to go off now, and uh, he did an absolutely fine job, but I hope it didn't interfere too much with his fishing, because it was <laughs> during the month of May that we needed it to, and 
I know Eddie very well. He's a good friend and um, he's probably one of our, sorry, he is one of Ireland's finest plasters and fishermen. And he's one of these people that I think he won't mind me saying doesn't do a lot of plastering in May either. <laughs> no, indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Eamon, look, we could talk about lots of things, you know, we didn't even mention game, did we? <laughs> but that's a, another day's work, you know. <laughs> and thanks for taking the time to come thanks in to talk to us here. And yeah, Delighted. Good so, luck out in the lake, Ben. It's a lovely day for us. We, we hope you catch that extra big one. Is the fishing good now? The weather like yesterday helps, does it? Yesterday was perfect for yeah. a couple of hours and then we had several downpours. Absolute and, uh, downpours, yeah. Did, and yeah. it killed it, but um, today is the day. It'll happen today. And if not, it'll happen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Well, the best look at it. Good anyway, luck. Man. Thanks, Bye for now. Thanks very much. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, you want? Or anyone else, if you want a bit of... Right. <laughs> anyway, we are, so we'll be... Contacting Eamon for a bit of venison as well. Yes. Uh, trout and venison, lovely foods, fresh and... Uh, organic. Organic, uh, free range, everything. What more could you want?